0: Marquez Pickens Jackson. Are you ready?
1: Yes!
0: Now live,
1: live. from the Whiskey61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are
0: listening to
1: Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Show with Bo Baum. Streaming worldwide live on the Out Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN
0: 105.9. The Ah, the show is brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. That would be the Out of Bounds show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. They're closed this week. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. The Michelob Ultra caller line is 601. 707 3750. Brought to you by an ice cold Michelob Ultra at the Mississippi Braves M Braves game today. Thirsty Thursday, baby. $2 beers. Thirsty Thursday. Presented by the M Braves, Michelob Ultra, Stella Artois, and Kona. Big wave. Big Wave Golden Ale, among other beers. Key City Beer from Vicksburg, too. All at the M. Braves Ballpark. Let's give away four pairs of tickets. You get to pick Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get to pick. Just text BRAVES to six zero one eight First four, get a pair of tickets. You pick the day. And... um, That'll be great. You'll, you'll enjoy the ballpark, cold beer, or a, some other kind of beverage. And then some good food. M Braves in town today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. And um Alex is wearing his Atlanta Braves hat. I've got one over there. I'll have to, it's like that. Except the A is red, I think. But I picked it up last year when I went to Truist Park in Atlanta. And if you haven't been I know a lot of our listeners have. If you haven't been to Truist Park, go. It's awesome. I mean, I'm not, like, jonesing to go to MLB games, but uh, it was so much. I had, like, granted, Shohei Atani was on the mound, so that was kind of cool. He's the best player in baseball and probably the greatest ever. Um, Or is it a probably? Is it even debatable? I'm not sure that it is. I listened to a podcast on the way back from Nashville, a baseball podcast on the way back from Nashville Sunday morning. But it because it was on Shohei Otani, I thought, okay, I've, I've watched this guy pitch. It is, he does it so effortlessly. And, and then, of course, he hits, rakes, right? But I was listening to this baseball podcast and this baseball guru historian, I had to go back and listen to who it was. Basically said there's, you know, there's no doubt. He's the best ever. Just with what he can do. Now, let me get back into the Embraves Braves, Thirsty Thursday, because I kind of went down the tourist park and I went to the Battery last year and all that, right? And I recommend it. And there's, it's, a, it's a cool place. You stay at a hotel within walking distance. Oh, and Del, Del Murphy's Bar is there and restaurants. We've had Del Murphy on the show, so I had to go by there. On my second or third day, I don't remember. And I I had a beer. And I don't remember. I think I ordered something small at the bar. It was packed before the game, you know, as you can imagine. Murphs. Call it Murphs. You know these cool Tito's cups? Yeah, love them. Okay, that's what Murphs serves their, you know, sodas or beers in. Really? And it's really cool. A cold beer in a cup like that sounds magnificent on a, I know. On a hot day. I know. It was. An ice cold Michelob Ultra or Stella Artois. It's beautiful. So, Murph's is right by the stadium. And it's a crosswalk over the deal. And Burned by Rocky Patel is, is the cigar bar there. It's fine. If you're ever in Atlanta for work, get lost there on an afternoon. I did. You can find a little nook in your own little area. And it is, it's fabulous. No doubt about it. But the M Braves are in town. We just gave away four. Well, that, I just saw the text line. They're gone. Um, and we'll give away more a little bit later. So the M Braves are here. Mississippi Braves go out, enjoy a cold beer or a soda and or a bottle of water. And, and the food And the Farm Bureau Grill. Steve Robertson will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line at 8.30, 247 Sports. And then Jake Thompson with the Ole Miss Spirit on three at 9.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. We've got some audio here from Kellen Moore, former Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Now, Cole Beasley has been making the media tour And telling everybody that will listen, Dak Prescott is without a doubt the best leader he's ever played for. People automatically run with, oh, that's a shot at Josh Allen. No, he's just saying Dak's off the charts. On a scale of 1 to 10, he's a 15. Look at what he did at Mississippi State. I mean, Dallas would be the New York Jets without Dak Prescott when Tony Romo went down. That's what most teams are. Jets, Lions, Browns, Jaguars, pre Trevor Lawrence you know Arizona Cardinals pre-Kyler Murray this is not hard to figure out but what happened to the Denver Broncos when they didn't have a QB right yeah what happened to the Indianapolis Colts when they didn't you know they Andrew Luck left they couldn't quite get on the right veteran a little bit of Rivers a little bit of whoever uh Ron and the dude that that played it with the Eagles and Redskins this is Kellen Moore on Dak Prescott as a leader The best person. Uh,
1: I think, uh, the best leader I've ever been around, uh, easily. And in all honesty, player or coach or anything. Uh, I think his ability to connect with a team, uh, in all spectrums is rare and I've never seen it in any other way. Uh, his work ethic his, uh, you know, his command, I I think he's incredible. And so I, I know, you know, we've all been through that Dallas journey and, uh, you know, he, he has a phenomenal way of being able to deal with probably more than your average NFL starting quarterback. And uh, he handles it beautifully. And, you know, he's certainly a, certainly a guy you forever root for.
0: Okay. Two things. Um, he mentioned connection and command. Okay. To be the alpha, to be the leader, connection and, and command. That was Kellen Moore, who was the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. He said, without a doubt. So, and why is he? You know what Kellen's saying without saying it? The Cowboys are a circus. I mean, Jerry, <laughs> it's, it's a carnival. It's the biggest carnival in the NFL. And people love to hate the Cowboys because they're so big and because they haven't backed it up winning since 1994. But because their uniforms are cool, because they're in the, the biggest, baddest market, and because their games the mo- uh, draw the most eyeballs, And because Dak plays in more 3 o'clock games and Sunday night primetime games and the Cowboys, um, that's what you get. But Jerry's a circus. What Kellen's... You don't have to be a rocket scientist, which I'm not, to understand exactly what Kellen Moore is saying about Prescott. And Cole Beasley, who's a phenomenal slot receiver for the Cowboys and Bills, has come out and in multiple interviews, he's like, guys, this isn't about Josh Allen. You're asking me you know, questions. The best leader I've ever been around, and it's not close as far as locker room and huddle, is Dak Prescott. They would be the Detroit Lions. No, the new. Well, pre last year, I know they had a a, a a well good year for Detroit last year, but they also landed on a good quarterback in Jared Goff. But prior to that. They'd be the Lions or the New York Jets without Dak Prescott. It's that simple. It's it, This is easy. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? The, over, the odds are absolutely not because they're a carnival in a circus. And Jerry and Steven kind of part-time it as GMs. Do you think the Eagles and the Chiefs and the 49ers part-time it as GMs? Or do you think they get in at 5-ish in the morning and leave at 7 at night? We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Steve Robertson at 8.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, who is this unnamed texter? Oh, it's Joey telling us that Joey Chestnut is worth $4 million. That's awesome. You know, you can do some crazy things. You know, it's not just, uh, doctor, lawyer, accountant, salesperson anymore in the United or in the world. I'm blown away with the people I run into. And they're like, this is what I'm like, that's that's awesome. Because it's not the standard, you know, of what you heard coming out of World War II. Thank God. Out of bounds, ESPN (laughs) 105.9 The Zone uh, is brought to you by RPT and Ricks Pro Truck with uh, three locations, RPT Commercial in Pearl, RPT Ricks Pro Truck in Flowood, and RPT Ricks Pro Truck in Gluckstadt. Accessorize your Jeep truck. SUV, bumper-to-bumper, ricksprotruck.com. People are waiting for Mississippi State to land a pitcher. You know, like a big-time pitcher. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. Tennessee and LSU throwing around some cash. Um, we'll see who else wants to go get in the game, or if there. Again, we're we're already skewed because we're we're waiting on the next Paul Skeens, who either may never be in the transfer portal again, that type player, um, or it may take ten to fifteen years for a unicorn like that. You know, probably a, a guy that I don't even know if you're going to get a Waldrop in the from Southern Miss. I know Southern Miss is sitting there thinking, what if we'd have had Waldrop? What if Florida doesn't steal Waldrop? And then the season that we had with Tanner Hall, and they were phenomenal, and they take Tennessee to game three of the Super Regional. Yeah. So I I get that, and I'd be frustrated too. No doubt. He he's a he's a heck of a player, for sure. And we'll see what the uh, what the portal gives and what the portal takes for our two teams, MSU and, and Ole Miss. Both need bat uh, bounce back years. Lamonis' job is on the line, and Bianco's within a whisker of being right there. That's just that's just where we are in in the state of Mississippi as far as the state of the state on the dogs and the revs in baseball. And again, you'll hear me say it a lot. Repeat myself. It's a good damn thing you won the national title when you did. Leagues, you know. I mean, State had to go through Vanderbilt and Texas and Virginia. Powers out at the CWS. Um, Ole Miss pulled a heck of a draw out there. But it was at a time when South Carolina, Florida, and LSU dipped for a second. Guess what? Who was just in the National Championship Series? Tigers. And Gators. So, and if you think Vandy's going to stay down. So my point is, man, the path is ruthless and brutal. Even more so than you think it is a couple years ago. Whether it was two years ago, three years ago, six years ago. um, But just for a split second, LSU and South Carolina and Florida dipped, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't long. And you knew it wasn't going to be long with those Sully Sullivan down at Florida. LSU hiring Jay Johnson and raising over uh, whatever it was, a million, five, two million bucks. How much more money, though, is Marucci really going to pump in? Are they going to pump in that much money every year? I mean, do they really have, I mean, I don't know what their numbers are, revenue to profit margin. I recognize they're a big name. But, you know, how much money are they really going to pump in year? Because that's the whole thing on the NIL is we've got all these people that are pumping in money, which I think is great. But how, many, how, how sustainable is this thing until if and when they allow the media rights money to be pumped in, right? I mean, you've had donors at Mississippi State and Ole Miss pump in 25, 50, over 100K for NIL. Just single people, I mean, one gift. But the question is how sustainable it is. Now, how many thousands of people can you get signed up at 20, 30, 40 bucks a month? If you want to win, you're going to have to give. Now you can you can be that guy that talks all through the game that sits behind you that you know buys tickets to two games a year and thinks he should you know be on the fifty yard line and club level or or a suite or sits on his couch and demands to win what like a keyboard cowboy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you got to give you got to give 20, 30, 40 bucks a month to the Bulldog Initiative or the Grove Collective. Or 50 I mean 20 bucks a month is 240 dollars a year and for most people that's not that much I mean you've got plenty of alums that can give 30 360 a year 40 480 a year right we know where we're going here I don't I don't know how the how it looks until they allow the media rights money to be allocated to Nil because mm. that's going up to 60, 70, 80, 100 million with the new deal for both the Big Ten and the SEC, the Big Ten with Fox and some other platforms. The SEC decided to keep all of theirs under the Disney ESPN SEC Network umbrella, as you all know, and that adds ABC to the two thirty, three thirty game in the afternoon, not this year but next. So this will be the last year you get Brad Nessler and your favorite, Gary Danielson. Everybody loves some Gary. Uh, and then we'll go over to ABC and you'll get Kirk. I guess if Fowler hangs, you know, if he hangs on, uh, what do I mean by, I mean, if he doesn't retire, uh, and, you know, he's single, mm. no family. So Fowler may be a dude that's like, I, I'm just getting, I'm just getting going. Probably in his mid maybe 54, 55. Young this day and age, if you're doing what you need to be doing. Uh, you know, Kirk's not going anywhere. No, he's getting paid. He's not going to get let go like Todd McShay and Jalen Rose and um, Max Kellerman and some of the other Susie Colbert, David Pollock, David Pollock, David Pollock seems like a nice guy. And um, he did get, get let go by uh, ESPN. You hate when anybody gets let go from any company, but um, they were talking about it for months. And I don't know what I know. ESPN's crushing it with streaming, you know. And look, they just paid Pat McAfee a hundred million, so we'll see. And Stephen A. made it at I don't know what he's making seven million. Kirk's making six. Herb Street's making six or seven million. And I don't know if Amazon matched that for him to do Thursday night games. So I think he's double dipping at both at both salaries, maybe right at the uh, around the same amount, 6 to $7 million a year because Herbstre paired up with Al Michaels to do Thursday night Amazon games because, you know, Al made fun of the games throughout the year last year because they were so bad. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone brought to you by the M Braves and the Mississippi Braves. Thirsty Thursday, baby. Enjoying ice-cold Michelob Ultra, Stella Artois, or Kona Big Wave Golden Ale out at the ballpark. Late this afternoon, early evening, enjoy the M Braves. Let's give away four more pairs of tickets. First four to text in Braves. Well, you win a pair. 601-885-3776 is the text line. And that's brought to you by your next John Deere tractor at AgUp Equipment. AgUp.com. John Deere, America's tractor to manage your land. Powered by Ag Up Equipment. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, and we're driven by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment in Canton, Pearl, among other locations. Text us. You can pick the day you want to go to the M. Braves game. Beautiful ballpark, plenty of shade, cold beverages, alcoholic and non, whichever way you want to roll. Uh, Always have a DD or hit the Ubers. And enjoy a hot dog, some nachos, Farm Bureau Grill. Steve Robertson coming up next. Gene's Page 247 Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Want to say good morning, welcome in on 4th of July week. Ooh. Wow. All right. That gets me fired up. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. show is brought to you by Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. Some of you are going to need IV therapy this week. Uh, You may have had a couple of too many ultras. And it's hot, so you want to stay hydrated. Uh, IV therapy is at Core Cryotherapy and Wellness in the township across from Sombra. Core cryotherapy and wellness across from Sombra. And cryotherapy is amazing, too. Talking about making you feel better. It's healthy. Cryotherapy and IV therapies. um, All kinds of good stuff there. Core cryotherapy and wellness across from Sombra in the township. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. It's also National Fried Chicken Day. And we were talking about some of the great places to... uh, to eat fried chicken. Local. I want local. You know. And we we mentioned uh, Burgers and Blues. Or B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. They got the Dirty Bird wrap. Fried chicken. It's amazing. We mentioned Mama M's at the Golden Moon Casino. Um, I just had it last week or the week before. It's delicious. And we mentioned Fleetway Market and their uh, Chicken Biscuit. Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Also, Bulldog Burger has an amazing fried chicken sandwich. So let us know where you eat, uh, consume, and dine for the best fried chicken in Mississippi via the text line 601-885-3776. Steve Robertson, do you like fried chicken?
1: Oh, I've been known to partake every now and again, you know, I mean, you know, being from South Mississippi, you know, it's kind of a way of life. It's not just uh, something to eat, you know?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we had people going crazy earlier and there were several that dropped, um, some places down. Let me see. Hold on. Where, where do I have this huff and stuff in Puckett, Mississippi? Have you ever been to the huff and stuff? Doesn't that sound Southern in Mississippi? Oh, it
1: absolutely does. It, it does. Yeah, you know, I tell you, when I was a kid, well, we always, I don't even know if they are still in existence, but Danny's fried chicken was like our go-to. I mean, that was like, I, I don't even know where they were based out of, but they were a chain. It was kind of in South Mississippi. But, man, you got the, the fried chicken from Danny's. You got the dirty rice. You got the baked beans. And uh, they had this incredible chocolate pie dish, too, that was just amazing. But uh, I, I remember those days because it would be like, mom's like, oh, I don't, I don't fly cooking. Okay, let's get Danny. Let's get Danny. <laughs> in the family wanted it. It was great. So Danny's fried chicken, wherever you are today, man, I love you.
0: There you go. We're sharing some uh, fried chicken love on the Out of Bounds show. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. You know, we, I always reference South Mississippi as far as, like, really tough high school football. Why is that? Like, McGee, Lumberton. Uh, Jefferson Davis, I mean, the the list go down there in Macomb. They'll get in that area. Some of those smaller schools, they'll get after you. Uh, Why is that with South Mississippi?
1: Well, I think a lot of it, you know, no disrespect to anybody else. Please don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, as a guy that's a product of the Highway 98 corridor, you know, you know, we grew up working. You know, I mean, you you know, little guys like us. I mean, you know, it wasn't just okay we're gonna go play xbox all day you know you had to get out and cut okra and you had to get out and cut the grass and when you cut your grass you helped your neighbor cut their grass and you go up to church and cut their grass and you know you're constantly out doing stuff and so i think a lot of it is number one you learn how to work early and so when you get into the framework of a team you you kind of already got a work ethic built up but also too i think we all just wanted a little bit something better for ourselves you know And, and, and sometimes we just wanted to to do something fun so you get out there in an athletic field you put on a numbered shirt you're out there with your buddies and you're going to do whatever you have to to get out there and make the most of the experience and I think a lot of that just is that blue collar work ethic that uh, really is prevalent throughout our state but um, you know I guess I'm biased as I am from South Mississippi I just think there's a quiet dignity you know about people from that neck of the woods that you know I mean they hunt and fish and you know, get out and you work in the yard and things like that. And there wasn't a lot of privilege back in
0: those days. No, no, the, the, my two guys in the studio can't imagine what Mississippi was like in the early eighties. And I mean, much less even before that, but when you and I were growing up early in in mid eighties, there, there were not all these restaurants and all these different things that we have to do. Um, do I start baseball or we'll go baseball, then I'll get into football recruiting. All right. So we've got portal mania. We got Tennessee and LSU very active. Um, There's not going to be a Skeens, may not even be a Waldrop. Uh, Where do you think things are trending for Lamonis and his new pitching coach and Jay Gotro, Justin Parker and Jay Gotro.
1: Well, you know, they picked up Johnny Long the third out of pit. You know, that, that kind of satisfies the need of, you know, a second catcher, a veteran guy that can kind of be a defensive guy, a guy that can catch you in the midweek for you, maybe the back end of a doubleheader to give Ross a little time off. And, uh, you know, so that need is met. Is that an emergent need? No, but you'd like to carry four scholarship catchers, and you've had two freshmen that have left because Ross has won the job as expected. And so they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to sit here for two more years and watch Ross play every day, you know, and so – uh, so yeah, you had to go get a you know, a reserve, you know, a veteran guy, and uh, I think you found that a guy. He was basically the second catcher at Pitt. I think he started or played 32 games. But uh, so you're, you're good there. But the reality of it is, state's a bigger priority. You got to get a third baseman. You and and I don't just mean. A guy that can fill out the lineup. I mean, State has not had really an elite defensive third baseman in a long time. And I don't know how many of those guys are out there, but there's probably a handful of guys you look at and say, you know what, this guy can be an upgrade defensively and probably got it and get you 10 home runs. Well, that's the kid you got to go get. And uh, Mm -hmm. so that's one of the biggest and glaring needs you have. And then arms, you know, you got to have some competition the weekend. And, you know, State uh, is expected to host Luke Holman, the Friday Night starter from Alabama on an official visit. I understand State's in the. You know, the, the last three or four schools with him. And so we'll see how things change. Uh, t-
0: tell our listeners more about Luke Holman.
1: Well, he's a true bona fide Friday night guy. You know, and, you know, Jason Jackson's one of the more respected pitching coaches in our conference. And, you know, when Jason, even though Alabama baseball hasn't been, you know, what State or Ole Miss or certainly LSU have been, you know, they do a pretty good job over there on the pitching side from an evaluation developmental standpoint. And so, you know, Holman's a guy that Jason Jackson uh, kind of earmarked as his Friday night guy. And, and he's been outstanding. When he's been healthy, he's been absolutely filthy. He's been as good as most of the Friday night starters in this league. And so, if you get him if you're at Mississippi State, you're able to move everybody back a day. And I really think State needs to find a way to get two weekend starters if there are two SEC guys out there. But you know, the thing about it is, even if they're just a marginal improvement from what you're returning, you got to go get those guys to get some competition in the room. And uh, but I really think you know probably three or four arms. I think some of that will be impacted by the draft I mean Aaron Nixon's a guy that a lot of people said at the beginning of the year yeah he'll sign this year but you know he had a pretty mediocre 2022 20, and then he was hurt a lot this year so he doesn't have a lot of things on tapes his freshman year I think it'll elicit a, little, you know, that a little list of the high draft pick or even something that you know mid-range type of level where he may sign so if Aaron Nixon comes back uh, then your needs change a little bit you know but uh, I think you, you know you got to get three to four arms you got to get a third baseman and And you got to get ready to get this thing going. And uh, I don't think it's just going and getting a guy. You got to get a proven guy like a Luke Holman. You you got to get a guy that can come in here and um, you know there's not going to be a Paul Skeens. We may never see that again in our lifetime. But State has not had a true party night guy, you know, since the national championship season. So uh, you really need to go find that guy in the portal. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do nil wise, you got to get it done.
0: Okay, who's it between for Luke Holman, former Bama pitcher?
1: You know, I, I was told the LSU made a big run at him, but, uh, but you know, he just hasn't expressed a ton of interest. I don't even know if he's going to visit there. You know, Tennessee obviously is in the mix with every transfer in the country, you know, and so I, I don't know who does their PR with t- Tennessee baseball, but, you know, they, they get themselves connected with all these transfers, uh, whether they're actually recruiting them or not. And so it's always a concern because, t- you know, listen, Vitello was that guy, man. I mean, Tony's a guy that sees – a competition every single day, whether it be on the recruiting trail, in the portal, uh, certainly on the ball field. And and so he's got that alpha dog mentality. And so, you know, Tennessee obviously is in the mix there. Uh, you, we had heard Arkansas was in the mix. But hearing more and more that uh, Molina, the left-hander from, from Texas Tech, is actually headed to Arkansas, which would likely eliminate them. And maybe that says something about what Arkansas feels about their positioning is uh, with Luke Holman, but uh, it could boil down to a state Tennessee thing. There's a couple other schools in the mix, but uh, I think getting Justin Parker in a guy that obviously is very established in this league and you get Holman, a guy that has knowledge of the league that would, that could make a significant difference in his pitching staff.
0: And when do you expect to know?
1: That's a great question. I mean, the portal closes a week from today and that, I, we always have to explain this. Nobody has to decide if they're going to who they're going to transfer to by the thirteenth of July. They just simply have to declare and be in the talent pool uh, in order to transfer if you want to be able to transfer and play next year, you have to be in the portal by close of business on the thirteenth and so I think state is probably smart to wake this thing out because I think some people thought, well, you know now the college World Series is over. anybody that's going to transfer is already in the portal Well that's not true because those teams are just having their end of the year exit. Uh, meetings and you're starting to see some guys go in the portal. And there's some guys that have been out at team USA that we've kind of got our eye on that once team USA baseball is over, which is the 12th, you know, the portal closes on the 13th. And so there's some guys out there that have been busy with that. And we do expect to see a couple of big name guys uh, go in the portal right there at the last minute. And so I think state is smart, not to panic. Obviously you've got to have a sense of urgency here, but there's going to be some more additional names go in the portal over the course of the next week, that are capable of playing in the Southeastern
0: Conference. Okay. Steve Robertson talking Hale State baseball on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This interview is brought to you by the Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo, and the Sweet Sandwich, which is also fried chicken sandwich, at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. Uh, are you confident in the in the Luke-Holman deal? I mean, are you ready to, like, say, do you give it over 50% between MSU, Tennessee, possibly LSU, and some others?
1: I, I'm optimistic. I wouldn't say that I'm confident. You know, I'm optimistic. I think getting that guy on campus is huge. And it's like, I, I interviewed Justin Parker here about a week ago. Saw that. And the thing that's incredible about that is, you know, Justin at, was at South Carolina. Right? I mean, they've won two national championships. Ray Tanner, a, a very baseball centric AD, and he shows up here and he sees all the player amenities and he sees the pitching lab and he sees all the technology that's available. And he's like, Steve, we don't have this anywhere else in the conference. You know, we, we, we don't have this. You know, I've, I've traveled this conference and there's not really many people that have what we have here at Mississippi State. And so that's one thing you begin to think about with a guy like Luke Holman, who has been at Alabama and all due respect to Alabama, right? But from a facility standpoint, despite the fact that they renovated a stadium, they lag behind the rest of the league, especially in the SEC West. And so that, that's the guy that's been over there basically just kind of going through a, you know, a regular college experience. And he comes over here, and you can put him in a pitching lab, and and really do some things to maybe tweak him a little bit, and you've got an elite pitching coach like Justin Parker, there's a lot to like about the Mississippi State opportunity. There's also the whole issue of, well, you know what? They've hadn't won the last couple of years. And I think the the counterpoint to that is, is well, yeah, we hadn't had you. You know, we hadn't had a guy of your caliber out here uh, to make things better. And so I think think things are trending in the right direction, but I'm not ready to call it.
0: Uh, How many – how many guys? How many pitchers would they like to bring in? One starter, one mid relief, one closer. What what are what would be ideal for Justin Parker?
1: Well, I th- again, I think three to four. I think you've got to get a couple of guys that um, you know can provide some competition on the weekend. I mean, you, I feel really good about Bradley Lofton, right? I mean, I think Bradley Lofton is going to be a future first round draft pick, and and uh, you know, Gerangelo, uh, Sanji, you know, obviously, you know, he's going to be draft eligible this time next year, but. You know, you feel pretty good about that, but you can't count on that, right? I mean, you can't just say, okay, we've got these guys. Say you get Holman, and then you can throw Lofton on Saturday and Sanji on Sunday. You'd still like to have that fourth guy. You really would. Um, And I think that's kind of the reality of what State's looking at is you can't put all your eggs in these young baskets, and so you've got to go out there and get two guys to provide competition for the the weekend. And I think, you know, if Aaron Nixon comes back, you probably don't need a closer because you feel good about what Nate Dome brings, you feel good about what... Aaron Nixon brings, but I think you've got to go out there and look for a back-end piece because if you look at what was successful for State in 21, you know, you get five, six innings out of a start, and then you give everybody an inning to kind of mop this thing up and you give it to Landon Sims, right? I mean, so I think that philosophy works for State, so you could probably use another, you know, swing and miss guy on the back end, whether he's a closer or a setup guy or whatever. I think there's a role for that. But, yeah, I think three at a minimum and maybe four – Uh, It'd be interesting to see what Nate Lamb does. He's the D2 transfer, um, and he's having a a great summer. But, you know, the reality of it is it's a big jump from any level of baseball Mm -hmm. in the Southeast Conference. You know, can he get SEC hitters out, you know? And so uh, that's the big question mark, you know? So we'll we'll see what happens. But I I think three at a minimum, probably four at the
0: maximum. Steve Robertson, the Boneyard podcast on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. What are your expectations for Auger and Simmons? Well, but hold on, there's one more. I just, there's one more that they really like that didn't play this year. Auger, Nate Simmons. Nate Williams. Thank you. What are your expectations for that trio?
1: Well, you know, Nate, obviously, you know, he's going to be a first-year Division I baseball player, right? I mean, you know, he showed up basically the very first bullpen he had on campus, and the next thing you know, he's, he's on the shelf, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we saw it last year. I mean, you have 17 pitchers pitched from Mississippi State, 13 of them pitched at Duty Noble for the first time. You know, so there will be that part of it but Nate is a very talented guy you know how where is he in his rehab that kind of remains to be seen you know they're kind of tight-lipped about that as it should be but but Stone Simmons just uh, is doing great you know I, I was told with a month ago in the season Stone Simmons is back now you're not going to selfishly throw him out there and waste a year of his eligibility you know of with a month of the season left to go especially in a year when you're you know you're not really in contention you know right but uh, Stone Simmons is back, and uh, you know if you look at Stone these days too, he's really been able to kind of commit himself to physical fitness. Looks better. You know he was always athletic. He's kind of put on some some good weight. Uh, Brooks Auger, you know, I understand he's on schedule and should be good to go. So both of those guys are expected to contribute. I would say right now probably the most optimistic about Stone, uh, but I think you know Brooks is a guy obviously that uh, before he got injured had become State's probably uh, most reliable reliever uh during the uh, 2022 season but you know we'll see how things progress but you know again nate there's going to be a learning curve but you know all three of those arms just being back in the mix matter i mean just just having those guys as options and having been in your program for a couple years it makes a big difference uh
0: when you look all right so you mentioned the third baseman uh you think they can find it you think gotro can find that guy in the portal,
1: oh yeah. I mean, There's guys that'll come right now, right? But you got to get the best available option. You don't just have to go get a guy. Right oh, now. I know I what.
0: What about? Is there one in the signing? All right. So the draft is July 9th, right? It starts July 9th?
1: The draft starts on Sunday, right?
0: Okay, and it's July ninth through either either the eleventh or the twelfth. So you'll know a little bit because players will either be picked or not picked, and you'll know what you're dealing with by next Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Um. Is there anybody in the incoming freshman class that could compete there?
1: Well, you know, Dylan Cup, we expect him to actually take over at shortstop. But there was some discussion, you know, like, hey, well, you know, what if Imani Larry comes back, you know, and uh, his draft projections are kind of all over the place. You know, some people have him in the top 10 rounds. Other people have him going in the bottom five. And I don't think he'll sign in bottom five, you know, and maybe if you get that late in the draft, maybe it's just kind of a draft and follow deal. but. Yeah, Monty Larry could be back. I'm not expecting that, but I'm also not removing that off the table, right? I mean, so if he comes back, then Marshawn could stay at short, then perhaps Cup could play at third. But, you know, Dylan Cup, Major League Baseball scouts tell me Dylan Cup is one of the best defensive shortstops in this draft class. Uh, But he's telling everybody he wants to go to school, he wants to have the college experience. And then, you know, the bat's got to come along a little bit, but he's the guy we expect to play and uh, be uh, probably a fan favorite provided he can stay healthy. But, uh, that's a real, a real dude. The, the names that we're watching in this class, and you mentioned the draft. You know, this time next week, uh, Chris Lomonas will be prepared to get some rest for sure because the portal will close, and then you'll know who you have to recruit out of the draft, right? I mean, you'll understand. And there's a lot of these portal guys, too. You don't want to, have to take a commitment from a guy that is a draft risk because if he commits and then your number two guy goes somewhere else and then your guy gets drafted, you're left with nothing. Mm-hmm. you know. And so this time next week, We'll have a really good idea of what's going to happen with a lot of these portal uh, guys. But you know, looking at the, at the recruiting class, I mean, you know, Aiden Smith's a guy that maybe a month ago we thought he was going to come to school. I'm hearing now that he would like to sign. He has a relatively high number, but there's a good chance he's going to get it. He's one of the better outfielders in uh, in the class. Uh, that's an important part of it. You know, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Colin Hawk out of Parkview, Georgia. I mean, there's pro- probably going to be a first rounder, you know, so, it looks like right now you feel like State will, will probably certainly lose two from the signing class. Last year, you just lost the one. But uh, if you can, considering the quality of this class, if you get out of that only losing two guys, I think you feel really good about things. And a lot of these guys are already on campus. In fact, I'll have an article later today kind of detailing who is enrolled now for the second session of summer school, which is pretty significant. Ah,
0: okay. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We'll, uh, we'll go to football. Uh, William Eccles committed to Ole Miss last week, and so that's a battle. Obviously, Arnett and the crew are doing a great job. Uh, Kiffin and the group have revved up their in-state recruiting. Houston High School offensive lineman William Eccles committed to Ole Miss last week. Um, your thoughts?
1: Hey, he's a good player, you know, and, and it's a good get for Ole Miss. I mean, the reality of it is, the you know, State recruited him as an offensive lineman, and and way back in you know, even in March. There was a lot of discussion, hey, he's going to commit to Mississippi State, and then Ole Miss got in the mix and kind of muddied the water and slowed the process down, you know, which I think was good, and ultimately they get him, you know, and we, we've talked about this on your show. It's so difficult to maintain in-state recruiting momentum because you have a rival school that, you know, the, the number one, they can't afford to let you just mop up the state, right? So they got to answer back, and, and they want to, you know, obviously answer to their base, and so it's a good get for Ole Miss, and I'll tell you uh, I found out the night before the announcement that it's going to be Ole Miss, you know, so we put it out there that morning so our subscribership couldn't blindsided. But, you know, this is a kid right down the road from Houston, you know, Houston, Mississippi. You know, I'd typically State gets those kids. And so there was a lot of expectation that he would come. And so, you know, of course, it was never a situation down the stretch where you knew that, hey, this guy's going to go to State. It's not like some big shock that he picked Ole Miss. He's got a sister that's headed to Ole Miss. And. Yeah, they there's just sometimes, too, like everybody of NIL, there's so much of this, probably more so today than at any point in my career. Everybody says, well, it's all about money. Well, not always. You know, there's sometimes a, a guy just likes the other situation better. You know, he may like a coach better. I mean, a guy like Derek Nix has been at Ole Miss. I mean, goodness, most of our adult lives, the guy knows how to recruit the state of Mississippi. Tony Hughes, the same thing at Mississippi State. And so recruiting is about relationships. And I think it's almost offensive at times that, you know, fans suggest, "Oh, well, he went here just because of an NIL deal," and uh, and maybe that's true in some cases, but it's not true in every case because you know everybody, you know, where in many respects, you're on a level playing field. We can all offer many of the same things. You know, it's not like it was years ago where you got somebody drop, you know, stop. I off agree. Hey, to drop off a brown bag of cash to some, you know, well-intended uncle or whatever, but sometimes. Guys just like the other situation better, whether it's a depth chart deal or a coach. And uh, I, I just, I wish people would stop, you know, the default response would stop being, oh, NIL, NIL, NIL. Uh, I think it's disrespectful to the kids. I really do.
0: Uh, last, I got a minute. Brent Rooker, Major League Baseball All-Star, Oakland A's. Um, what You covered him. What does that mean to you?
1: A tremendous amount, because I'll be honest with you, back in 2016, his sophomore year at Mississippi State, I wondered if he'd even play pro baseball. I mean, because he could not hit a breaking ball. He absolutely, I thought to myself back then, why would you ever throw this guy a fastball? Because if you do, he's going to hit it 455,000 feet. But he couldn't pick up spin. And I give Andy Cannizzaro a lot of credit for that, because yeah. in 17, that's when things turned around, and Brent Roker became your triple crown winner, the second in the SEC history.
0: Boom. We'll leave it there. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. See you. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Go to favorites.com. Bundle your car and home. You can save with any of the Farm Bureau Insurance agents in the state of Mississippi. That interview was brought to you by the Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. And also brought to you by the Sweet Heat Fried Chicken Sandwich Tossed in Sweet Heat With Ranch Aioli Sign me up Brought to you by Bulldog Burger In Ridgeland Hour number three Coming up on the Out of Bounds Show